Hey there, it's Alex. Just a really quick announcement before we get started here. We were totally booked out for our Cost of Glory Rome retreat this summer, 2024, June 30th through July 7th. But we've managed to make some adjustments and we've found room for another one or two slots. So if you're interested in visiting the great sites of Rome, discussing the merits of Rome's greatest men with me, and also improving as a speaker with the insights of ancient rhetoric and a whole lot of live practice and discussion, check out the retreat website at costofglory.com retreat. Hope to see you in Rome. Okay, now for the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cost of Glory. I hope you're all enjoying the holidays. If, in fact, it is the holiday season and you're part of the world right now. A brief message from Plutarch today. Where I'm located, New Year's Day is coming up. And unlike some of the other holidays that we've just recently had pass here, New Year's Day is a time that people often spend more with friends than with just family. And so it's fitting that our message today comes from an essay of Plutarch's on friendship. It's actually entitled, On Having Many Friends. The Greek concept there in the title of the essay is polyphilia. Hopefully we all have more than one friend, that we all have technically polyphilia on some level, but the essay is kind of about the possibility of having too many friends. And this is something that the characters in a lot of Plutarch's lives had to think about. Julius Caesar famously could name every one of the thousands of soldiers in his army. He had an amazing mind for people and At some point, you would have looked at Caesar and said, well, he has more friends than anyone. But in the end, some of the men who he had considered friends ended up murdering him. So here's something Plutarch says in his essay on polyphilia. In the houses of rich men and rulers, people see a noisy throng of visitors offering their greetings and shaking hands and playing the part of armed retainers. And we think that those who have so many friends must be happy. Yet we can also see a far greater number of flies in those persons' kitchens. But the flies do not stay on after the good food is gone, nor do the crowds of clients after their patron's usefulness is gone. And a side note here, he's writing, remember, in a time where it's difficult for people to be rich or powerful um, without having a lot of people that they call friends. You know, the state was a lot weaker in the Roman world than it is today. So you have to have good relations with your neighbors for all kinds of reasons. There weren't so many machines that you could scale a business with. It wasn't easy to buy stocks or cryptocurrencies or whatever it is. You needed to have all kinds of personnel back in that day. So it was a little different then, but um, it wouldn't be so hard to transfer the sentiment, though, I think, to say someone who's got many thousands of followers on social media. So moving on then. But true friendship seeks after three things above all else. First, virtue as a good thing. Then, familiarity as a pleasurable thing. And finally, usefulness as a necessary thing. And I want to read that again to you. But true friendship seeks after three things above all else. First, virtue as a good thing. Then, familiarity as a pleasurable thing. And finally, usefulness as a necessary thing. 
And here, Plutarch is more or less in agreement with other ancient writers on friendship, like Cicero and Aristotle, that the best friendship is based on common recognition of virtue among the friends, but they are also realistic about the fact that there is some necessary element of usefulness to friendship. You generally want some kind of benefit, actually. And if you're smart, you want to offer some benefit to your friends, too. Maybe more than they offer you. And perhaps they would also say that, ideally, each of those three elements strengthens the other. The more pleasurable your time together is, the more inclined you will be to exchange favors. The more favors you exchange, the more you want to be and be thought of as virtuous with your friend, and so on. So it's kind of a virtuous circle, I think, for those ancient theorists on friendship. Okay, so reading on. For a man ought to use judgment before accepting a friend, and to enjoy being with him, and to use him when in need of him. And all these things stand in the way of having many friends. But the most in the way is the first, which is the most important, namely, the approval of someone's virtue through judgment. End quote. And you know, he goes on to talk about how it's hard to put together a good dance troupe without taking the time to evaluate every single dancer. Similarly with employees, you've got to take the time to evaluate them, which caps how many true friends or good employees or good dancers you can have in a dance troupe. And similarly, if they are friends worth having, they've got to take the time to evaluate you don't they? So in a way, I think that we can get a lot of use out of this essay, even if we don't suffer from extreme polyphilia, because we can appreciate what we have. And there's something to think about perhaps for you as you raise your glass on New Year's Eve. Be grateful for the friends that you've taken the time to build relationships with, or who have taken the time to build relationships with you. And consider who you'd like to add or keep as a friend in 2022, and how. Stay strong, stay ancient. Till next time, this is Alex Petkus.